everybody? It's Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. We've been telling you every single week that this is the podcast to subscribe to. This is a weekly show where you get expert injury analysis and accurate timetables for your fantasy teams. We're here to help out your fantasy teams and get you to that championship. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review, good, bad, or otherwise. We'd love to hear your feedback. And with me, as always, is my partner. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He's a Duke professor. His name is Dr. Seelan Preck. Dr. Preck, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very good. Thank you. I got a quick, just real quick question for you. And just, I'm just really curious, what got you into medicine? Why did you decide to get into medicine? Uh, Real quick, you know, back when I was a kid, I really was uh, fascinated by the artificial heart. Um, And that's really what got me interested. And then uh, with my love of sports and knowing that I wanted to be a surgeon, it ended up being, uh, you know, an orthopedic surgeon and doing what I like, which is mixing surgery, medicine, and sports. And that's where we we are with the fantasy doctors. Uh, Very cool. You know, I've known you quite a while, and I have always was curious how – how you ended up on that path. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Absolutely. Well, with us, as always, is our third partner. He is also a board-certified physician. His name is Dr. Jesse Morse. Jesse, what's up? How are we? Doing, Doing good, man. We have a good number of injuries, guys, to roll through here as we lead up to week six. Week six. There's some big names on our list, so I'm just going to start with uh, Derek Carr, guys, we know that he suffered that fracture in his back. Dr. Preck, now Jack Del Rio, the coach there, is, expects Carr to play this weekend. Do you, are you in line with that? Yeah, I am. You know, Derek Carr is breaking timelines. Uh, there was even speculation that he might be playing last week. That didn't happen. But given that um, he was doing so well last week, I expect him to play this Sunday. Well, that's good news. I know the Raiders are – they're they're hurting. Even, you know, with Jesse, we see Amari Cooper. He's got stone hands, right? He just – it seems like his confidence is gone. Uh, how is this – obviously, this is going to impact the position players there in Oakland. Uh, do you see Amari Cooper maybe bouncing back and, and having a decent second half of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think he just needs to find his rhythm. He, he's banged up, too. I think he's got a knee injury. Um, I mean, he had one great game initially, first game, and then he's kind of downtreaded. He hasn't really done much since. Um, you just got to wait for wait for him. I'm benching him in all my leagues that I happen to have drafted him in. We're just waiting for him to kind of show back up and kind of go from there. Crabtree has been much more reliable, except for his kind of weird chest injury, which he's no longer on their injury report for. Um, I think he'll be good to go if if he's going to. Uh, Car's going to hit anybody. It's going to be Crabtree, and then you can depend on Lynch a little more as well. If Crabtree, um, uh, I'm sorry, if if Car comes back, um, I actually uh, like um, Lynch this week. Even though last week he was supposed to be good and he didn't really do much, the Chargers are 30th against the run and 32nd against in yards per game, last in running defense as per uh, uh, PFF. So if Carr comes back, the Oakland may actually be half decent. But if he doesn't come back, I'm a little uh, yeah. bullish on them and maybe just do Crabtree alone. Yeah, you know, we're the FDX is also bullish on Cooper for and no, no surprise there. 
we're projecting him at 6.9 fantasy points with a FDX of 69.57. So uh, the algorithms are certainly not high on Cooper as well. Uh, let's move on, guys. Let's uh, let's talk about Marcus Mariota. I know a lot of our listeners are going to be very curious uh, and wondering about Mariota's status um, coming up to week six. He had that hamstring injury. Dr. Preck uh, was expected to miss, you know, some time, he, although he practiced today. What's your idea of Mariota, and do you see him suiting up this weekend? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, Wednesday. I think he practiced today. I'd expect him to play. It'll be a game-time decision, but I think he'll play. If he does play, look for him to stay in the pocket more than trying to run because I think he's going to be conservative on stressing out that hamstring and re-aggravating it. But I think he'll end up playing, um, and, and I think he'll be good to go. Yeah, that's good news. I know a lot of the fantasy owners are watching his status really closely. Jesse, how do you see the fantasy implications there for the Titans with the addition of Mariota? Uh, how does that impact that offensive squad there? Well, the good news is that they are not playing till Monday night. So he has an extra day, quote-unquote, to heal up. Um, and uh, they're playing the Colts, so that should be, you know, a decent, uh, good matchup for him. Um, the Tennessee is awesome at running, uh, but obviously they won't let Mariota run, or they shouldn't let him, I should say, because of his hamstring. The last thing he needs is to go for a nice burst and then have a re-tear uh, and be back for even longer. Uh, Castle um, uh, looked kind of awful, and I think he either had a concussion or was <laughs> – Concern for a concussion. So, um, but I think if Mariota, I think he will come back this week. They gave him initial time on of two to four weeks, and uh, this is kind of the early part of that. He did uh, practice today, so that's that's good. Um, and I think uh, Richard Matthews is a good play. Um, Decker is slow, slowly starting to come up on the depth chart, and I think Delaney Walker is a is a very good play this week. He's one of my top three tight ends because of the weird slate this week with the, some of the best Ertz being on Thursday night. Um, uh, with uh, Laney Walker's much better with uh, Mariota. Uh, he's had uh, a reliable five and a half uh, receptions and 56 yards in each game he's played versus Indy. And Indy gives up the seventh most points to uh, tight ends per week. So he's a nice uh, option uh, Monday night. Good. Yeah. Well, let's, Let's do our weekly check-in on Andrew Luck, guys, who's got that, of course, shoulder injury. He's practicing now. Uh, what do we see going on with Luck there for the Coles? He's highly doubtful in this game. I believe he's already been ruled out, right? What do you – is this in line, uh, Dr. Preck? Has anything changed with Andrew Luck? Nothing's changed. The timeline continues to be end of October, early November. That's that's just the way it's going to be. He just needs time yeah. to loosen up. He needs time to get the timing. He needs time to get the endurance, uh, and there's no way to speed that up. Right. I think this is uh, – and the Colts, you know, haven't been looking too terribly bad the last couple of weeks. Jacoby Brissett has been uh, managing the game pretty well, so no, no reason to rush luck back there. I'm going to go ahead and move on, guys, to Matthew Stafford, who has that high ankle sprain, Dr. Preck, uh, now, he's practicing fully. Do you see him suiting up this weekend and being hampered at all by that ankle? I have zero concern about this. It, they call it a high ankle sprain, but they also said it's a mild high ankle sprain. If you watched him play uh, last week, towards the end of the game, he was limping just a touch, wasn't even in a boot. 
Um, I'm, I have zero concern on this for him. That's good news because uh, at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, the algorithms love Matthew Stafford this week. He has an FDX of 76.66, and we're predicting a little over 20 points, Jesse. So how do you see the rest of the team there? Do you see Golden Tate? We're pretty high on FDX. Uh, Eric Ebron has been really spotty. Uh, and Amir Abdullah is starting to step up. He's got an FDX of 76.49. How do you see that uh, rest of the offense holding up there? Yeah, I think this game's going to be a shootout. Um, I think uh, in order to keep up with Breeze at home, who is much better at home, maybe, uh, he averages like over 70 yards more at home uh, and much better ratios at home. So if, if the Lions are going to be able to keep up, um, they're going to have to, you know, score a ton of points. Um, I do like Stafford this week if he can stay healthy. I think he's a top 10 uh, quarterback this week, along with Brissett, like you just had mentioned with luck being out um and i think uh, the issue with um uh, the issue with the lions offense is you don't know who's going to get the ball is it tate is it jones uh galladay's been banged up and out since his uh really good first week abdullah's been kind of sneaky riddick um may have a decent week this week he kind of uh so um i like them all in play the, the saints defense does not scare me i just don't know who it's going to be this week um, uh, the analytics likes uh, Golden Tate the best out of all of them, and he's usually their their top option uh, with a projected uh, points of about 10, uh, 76 rating. So I think um, he'll be a, a wide receiver two, maybe three um, this week, uh, Tate, and then uh, maybe you throw. I have no confidence in Ebron uh, whatsoever. I want nothing to do with him until he shows that he can be functional. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm I'm avoiding him. He's burned me a cut one too many times. I I think you're right. This is this has all the the markings of a shootout. One player on the opposite end of the ball that I think is a sneaky play is Ted Ginn, who has an excellent FDX of 87.66, and we're projecting 13.02 uh, fantasy points. And his DraftKings salary is 3,600. So could be a sneaky play there in Ted Ginn. Uh, let's move on, guys. Yeah, this Willie, is a, Willie Sneed is a uh, Willie Sneed and Alvin Kamara are good options too. Sneed may show up and, and be first one, and then Kamara had ten receptions last week, and he's going to get more with Adrian Peterson now in Arizona. He'll get the more receptions, and Ingram will get more running. So those are some other options for you. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on, guys. If anybody that watched that game uh, with Sam Bradford. Uh, for the Vikings there and his knee uh, was practicing. And then he just looked, I mean, it was very obvious. He wasn't healthy. Dr. Preck. I, is this any surprise to you? With uh, uh, I, I, Sam I Bradford. Broke. Yeah. With Sam Bradford, I, I'm not surprised. Listen, he looked immobile. He looked like he was stiff. I mean, to me, he looked like a 70-year-old guy out there. I mean, he, he, I know he looked like a deer in headlights, and he looked scared. He did not look like he was uh, fluid in anything that he was doing. So it, I was not surprised that he re-aggravated because, you know, if, if you can't be mobile, you can't be fluid, and you can't be your normal self out there, you become very protective and you get very sheltered and, and uh, protective of how you're going to get hit. And that's what happened. And, and unfortunately, the lines didn't protect him much. He took a lot of of hits or even went down very easily when guys were barely hitting him and touching him. Yeah. So he re-aggravated the knee. Yeah. So I think 
you know, his knee got re-aggravated, two to four more weeks for him to return to play. And listen, by then, um, who knows what the quarterback situation is going to be in, in, in with the Vikings at that point. Right. You know, and that, you made a good point because he went down several times in that game where he didn't so much as get a finger on him. He just felt the pressure. Obviously, he's not healthy and went down to yeah. the turf. It, you know, it's kind of, I, I'm surprised it took the Vikings so long to pull him and put Case Keenum in, who injected some life into that offense. Jesse, I was how shocked. Do you see, yeah, me too. You know, uh, just, you know, just, I was shocked. And to be honest, I think another two, four, two to four weeks, we may even see Bridgewater becoming available to come in. So we may not even see Bradford really play a meaningful game again this season. Yeah, that's an interesting point with Bridgewater rehabbing. And Case Keenum has done a decent job, really. Um, Jesse, with Keenum coming into that game, and he's obviously way more mobile and injected some life into that offense, Jarek McKinnon went off. Stephon Diggs was battling that groin injury. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. Uh, How do you see if Bradford, you know, in all likelihood, is going to sit for the foreseeable future, how does this offense uh, shape up there for the Vikings? So the good news is that they don't look half decent with Keenum in. Um, I'm obviously I'd prefer Bradford if he could have him, but unfortunately he just hasn't. Uh, he wasn't able to step into his throws. He he obviously did not look comfortable. MRI showed no no new injury, which means he's still dealing with that bone bruise, which is probably going to put him out for at least another two to four weeks because they can't have another issue like they had that time. Uh, I I would happily roll with Diggs and Thielen. Uh, Diggs burned me on a bunch of leagues this week. Um, and, and then finally they came out saying, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but uh, with a groin injury, uh, they're playing a poor Green Bay secondary this week. Thielen is the best option. Uh, Vikings primary slot receiver. He'll get Quentin Rollins. Uh, who's the one of the worst slot uh, performers in the NFL as per pro football focus. Um, he's given up a ton of uh, touchdowns, including two to Celine's uh, Cowboys Cole Beasley last week. Um, and then uh, Diggs, I'm a little more uh, bullish on. He's going to go up against House and uh, Darius Randall. And then that groin injury kind of scares me a little bit. So um, I would be happy to go with Thielen. Uh McKinnon looked awesome in the, uh, uh, out of the backfield. Um, and Murray didn't look – he didn't look too bad. Um, yeah. But McKinnick, he can't handle 20, 25 touches a game. So he, he's more of a of a uh, scat back uh, – big, big guy, but scat back and um, catching a ball out of the backfield. But I, I do like him uh, when, they, when they pass a lot, and they're going to need to in order to keep up with Green Bay this week. Yeah, I thought Murray looked like hot trash, to be honest. McKinnon was – and that's funny because Murray was the waiver wire target for most people, and McKinnon just, you know, but we know he can't uh, stand up to a full workload. So it'll be interesting going forward how they divvy up those touches for the Vikings. But McKinnon looked fantastic. Uh, let's move on, guys, to maybe one of the biggest storylines in the NFL, and that is Odell Beckham Jr., who had that broken leg, Dr. Preck, and subsequent surgery. Uh, what's the timetable? What's Odell Beckham looking at there, and how long is he going to be out? Um, so, I mean, I'm going to expand that, Jeff, a little bit more because what's curious to me, and I looked to see if ever in the history of the NFL an entire receiving core 
was injured in yeah. a game, and I couldn't find it recorded anywhere. So uh, I'm going to expand this because it's all ankles. You know, Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, Stoney Shepard. Uh, two out of three had surgery. Uh, Beckham has a uh, a break at the upper end of his uh, bone on the outer part of his shin, um, closer to the knee. So that had surgery. And usually it's associated with instability of one of the ligaments uh, at the ankle. So that was uh, taken care of as well. But that's about a four to six months recovery. And so that's why he's out for the season. And just to piggyback on that, Brandon Marshall had an ankle injury that required surgery that happened earlier this week. We don't have details of whether this was bone or ligament or, or even a tendon issue. But looking at the video, in my mind, it's one of two things. Either it's his Achilles or it's a break at the back of the ankle, and he's been ruled out for the entire season as well. You're looking at four to six months for him to return to play. And then Sterling Shepard was just a, an ankle sprain, um, and that is about a one- to three-week timeline, depending on pain, swelling, and mobility. Um, and so the, the wide-receiving core was crushed with foot and ankle issues. Yeah, that was brutal. I don't know that. I mean, I've never seen it, certainly, in my lifetime. So that, that was brutal. Sterling Shepard is the, you know, he's battling his own ankle injury, as you said. Jesse, what's this do to that offense? Obviously, the next man up is what, Roger Lewis? Is he, He's the next guy up. you got to love Evan Ingram, right? Evan Ingram's got to be going way up uh, so, for everybody. Mind you, they also lost Dwayne Harris with a fractured foot for the year. So that's all right. four guys. So, so Roger Lewis, Tavares King, Travis Rudolph, Ed Agin, I believe is how it's pronounced. Those are their top four wide receivers. Yeah, I don't Ooh. know either. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know any I'm of sure them. they're really good in college, but I don't know any of them. Uh, you know, maybe they'll make a name for themselves. Um, they're playing Denver this week, who has probably the best secondary in the league, maybe besides Jags. So, um, but the Jag or the Denver is susceptible to tight ends, which makes Ingram a very good play this week because they have to throw to somebody maybe Gallman right. out of the backfield. But um, uh, obviously the wide receivers, uh, Denver is going to just eat out the wide receivers. It's going to be ugly. Uh, Eli is not a play for a while for me um, uh, until, you know, they can do something. But they were just utterly decimated, you know, still winless um, despite, you know, losing basically last second games a couple weeks, past couple weeks. But very unfortunate um, you know, uh, both Beckham and Marshall, uh, obviously already going down and then Dwayne Harris, who's a lesser player, but still out for the season. So unfortunate. Sterling Shepard should be back in a couple of weeks. He'll likely take over as the number one, but as of right now, Lewis is the, yeah. their top option wide receiver. And I want nothing to do with him, especially this week. I did pick him up in another league waiting for him to get, uh, you know, to, to have more shine, uh, in a couple of weeks, but not, not yeah. right now. <laughs> Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's move on, guys. I want to talk about Jordy Nelson next. Uh, they, they was injured in the second half of that game in week five, and it turns out it was a hamstring injury. Missed the last few series of that game, which were very critical. How serious is this injury, Doctor Preck? And do you? I know he's one of the toughest players in the league, and if he's anywhere near healthy, he's going to play. Do you have any concerns uh, this weekend? Well, you know, what's concerning to me is that when they really needed talent like Jordy Nelson, he was out. Now, now, granted, the Packers ended up not needing him, but can you imagine what would have the criticism they would have had 
if Jordy Nelson wasn't part of that, that last series and they lost the game, which I wish they had since I'm a Cowboy fan. But um, <laughs> so, th- so that raises concern for me because if he couldn't play that last series and granted it was a fresh hamstring, I'm, I'm a little bit worried that he's not going to be 100% this week if he plays. So I think it's going to be a game-time decision, but don't be surprised if he sits. And even if he plays, he might not be, you know, he may be 70 80%, not 100%. And, and it's all based on the fact that they didn't make him available for that last series when they really needed him. Yeah, that was very telling, especially for a, a guy that wants to be in there on every play. That was really telling when the game was on the line. Yeah, absolutely. He was on the sidelines. Now, Jesse, obviously, Devontae Adams was killing it in, in the absence of Jordy Nelson. And even when Nelson's on the field, Rodgers is looking to him often. Uh, we do. The FDX does like Jordy Nelson if he does suit up this week. That They also like Devontae Adams. And Martellus Bennett I, hasn't done anything, right? Yeah. I, they don't – see, the thing about Green Bay is they don't really use their tight end much. I mean, they're more of a – wide receiver, running back, dip out of the backfield. They don't really hit their tight ends, which is why when I knew he came from New England, I knew they said, yeah, he's an awesome quarterback. But, uh, I mean, they did hit Richard Rodgers but, uh, a bunch the past couple of years, but not, you know. Uh, this week, uh, Jordy was a full practice today. Sounds like it's not a big deal. Uh, but it's always a big deal with a hamstring injury, with a guy, with a, especially with a wide receiver. Um, they have a very good matchup this week. Um, against uh, um, cornerback Trey Waynes, who's very beat of his corner. Um, and uh, they uh, will likely exploit him but with both Adams and Nelson, who I like both this week um, as they're playing uh, in uh, versus Minnesota. Um, it looks like uh, Xavier Rhodes, uh, will, he's impressive this year, seventh most. Um, or, uh, sorry, he, he's not even you know in the top – uh, 30 is most beatable, so he's actually had a great year so far. Um, I would definitely uh, be weary of Nelson, but uh, but if as long as he's good to go, I would start him without any issues. Uh, I think uh, this is going to be a very yeah. good game for uh, for for both teams, but I, especially for the Packers, unfortunately for Celine's uh, hopes. Yeah. But uh, I was very surprised to see him not on the sidelines, uh, on the sidelines, not on the field uh, during that last drive, which I saw. And, he, he's probably the only quarterback Rodgers is that makes me utterly just speechless besides Brady. He just does things yeah. that just like, wow. I know, Celine, that's got a sting going into the bye week, huh? <laughs> you know, dude, two weeks in a row, like, that's crazy. It's just, uh, yeah. I'll show you a lot of the defense that needs to be rebuilt for the Cowboys, but you know, that's discussion for another time. Right. Yeah, well, let's move on to another young receiver that has all the talent in the world but really battles injuries. That's Devontae Parker, guys, who also has an ankle injury. Now, he missed practice today, um, could be trending in the wrong, wrong direction. What do you, what's your thoughts on Devontae Parker, Dr. Parekh? Uh, I mean, is he? do you see him suiting up this weekend and being effective? So, you know, uh, you know, all these ankle sprains, they take a one- to four-week timeline. Again, pain, swelling, and stability and mobility are the reasons why they can get back once those things have quieted down. So, um, again, I think it's going to be a game-time decision. The fact that he didn't uh, practice today is a little bit concerning, but it's midweek, so you know, these things can turn around pretty quickly. Um, so game-time decision. And if he plays, I, I'm not so worried about it because then that means to me it's a mild ankle sprain that really shouldn't bother 
Yeah, good. Well, it, I think Jesse, the bigger question is the quarterback play for the Dol- for the Dolphins with Jay Cutler has been just trash. They can they you know even Jay Ajayi has been struggling on the ground. They really can't seem to get much going there. Uh, what do you see being the impact if Parker sits? Do you see Jarvis Landry having a good game or uh, maybe even Kenny Stills? So I have several friends that are diehard Dolphin fans and watching Cutler struggle is beautiful because it's, <laughs> I mean, he just, I mean, he is utterly awful. I looked at his stat line at one point in time and it was like three for six for 21 yards. And it was like the second, late Trash. second quarter or something. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, Josh McCown can have better numbers than that. Like it was awful. Um, so it, this has more to do with Cutler, not, I don't know what's going on with him as opposed to Parker. Parker has a minor, uh, they call it a minor ankle injury. Um, if, if he suits up this week, great, but I wouldn't touch him because I I don't have any faith in Cutler. Um, uh, Landry I have a little more faith in, but uh, and I have uh, more investment in Landry, um, so I will start him. Ajay has just hasn't been able to do anything really this year. No. Bills is more of a, a boomer bust. Um, if if uh, Parker sits, uh, Jakeem Grant will be wide uh, the wide receiver three sets, and I don't want anything to do with him. Um, I'm waiting for yeah, I'm waiting for uh, Color to get uh, better or um, they reincarnate. Better, uh, come on, the uh, Bears fans were waiting for him to get better for decades. Yeah, exactly. He ain't getting better, man. <laughs> Maybe it's we know sugar. what we're getting. Well, Cutler's a type yeah, one diabetic. Maybe it's Not time for Matt Moore. Oh, he is for yeah. sure. I remember that and battling that. Maybe I it's time for Kaepernick to make an appearance. Hey, even but, better uh, yet, Tannehill. They're 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 calling for Tannehill's rehab like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, they should, Jay Cutler. You think if he keeps playing like this, and Adam Gase gets more and more frustrated every week that. Maybe at some point you're going to see Matt Moore there for the Dolphins. FDX is down on every single Dolphin this week. Uh, Jay Cutler, we're projecting about 11 points. Uh, Jay Ajayi, a little over 10. Uh, and it just goes downhill from there. So FDX doesn't like any of the Dolphins this week. Uh, I certainly don't either. I want to talk uh, next, guys, about Chris Conley, who suffered. It, was go- it went viral on social media, the slow motion of him snapping yeah. that Achilles, Dr. Preck. Wasn't that brutal? And what, what – give us – give our listeners an idea of the timetable that Chris Conley is facing there with that torn Achilles. Yeah, that was a brutal video. If you want to hurl your lunch or dinner, watch that video. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, this needs surgery, um, 9 to 11 months to return to play, and we usually will see – that when these guys come back, there's about a 30% loss of production in that first year they come back. So don't look for a big year for him next year either. Interesting. And we know, Jesse, after, well, Tyreek Hill and then Chris Conley was the number two there. Now uh, Albert Wilson's going to get pushed up to the number two. What's your thoughts on Albert Wilson? Is he uh, a sleeper or is he a guy just to avoid entirely in fantasy? So – He's fast. I mean, this kid is really fast. Uh, not not Tyreek Hill fast, but uh, Wilson has great push off. He's able to uh, kind of ext- get away from the defender, but he's banged up with a knee. Um, I, I he's he's more of a GPP kind of flyer, maybe a flex if you're low on budget and you can't find anybody else. 
but I wouldn't touch him uh, this week until we see that he's doing okay. Um, with Conley being done, he'll be the number two behind Hill, and then Demarcus Robinson and De'Anthony Thomas will be other options, uh, along with Hunt, who is going to have a monster week this week. Um, I need him, but, too. Um, yeah, I, I like every week, but he's really going to have a crazy <laughs> week this week. Uh, but uh, overall, um, he's on, not a huge option. He's He has... Uh, upside, yeah. but not yet. I'm waiting for that knee to pan out. And then Kelsey, I'm a little worried about, too, because of his concussion. Yeah, we'll talk about Kelsey in a second. Uh, the last wide receiver on our list, and you guys hit on him a little bit ago, and that was Stefan Diggs, who's battled that groin injury. He missed practice today, Dr. Preck. Uh, do we is, do we see him suiting up? Now, Diggs is, was quoted as saying he plans on playing in week six six, but I think every athlete says that he plans on it, but do you see him being healthy this weekend? Yeah, I get worried about groin injuries and the fact that, he, you know, unlike ankles, which, you know, three days, you can turn that around, three, four days. Groins are not like that, and so that if he's not, you know, he doesn't practice today, I get worried about his availability, but also his his performance um, this weekend. So I don't, I don't even think that he'll be available, but again, it'll be a game time decision on him. Um, and if he plays, I just don't think he'll be very effective. You know, groin injuries are yeah, like that. FDX does like Diggs this weekend if he does play, of course, that caveat. And also, as Jesse alluded to, he likes Adam Thielen this weekend, and so, do, so, does, so does FDX. We're projecting him at a little over 11 points. So let's go ahead and move on, guys. Let's move on to our running backs this week. Uh, first on the list is Ty Montgomery, who has those broken ribs. Now, Dr. Preck, he's practicing fully, but they were saying he's not, he's still not a lock to play this weekend. Uh, what's your thoughts? No, he's not a lock. I mean, yeah, he can practice, but if you aren't able to take a hit, then you can't play. And when you have multiple rib fractures, that's the biggest worry. You have to wait for the bone to heal enough so that the pain can quiet down. And more than the pain quieting down, you have to be able to take a hit. And you can... You can pat him as much as you want, but the problem is if he's in the bottom of a pile, all can you imagine you can have 900 or more pounds of weight on your chest if you're in the bottom of that pile? And if you have broken ribs, you worry about puncturing the lung or even damaging your heart. So I would be very surprised if he plays this week. I'm looking at maybe another week or two before he really plays. I can't. Anybody that has suffered a rib injury, and I, I had an intercostal strain years ago, and I, it was awful. I mean, it, it painful. You know, just breathing hurt. Yeah, just yeah. breathing hurt. So it's hard to imagine an a NFL player playing with broken ribs, you know. Um, no, and then two multiples. It's just it's that much worse. Yeah, gosh, I can't imagine. Now, Jesse, Aaron Jones picked up and, and just did awesome – in Montgomery's absence. And I was reading earlier today that Aaron Jones might even be the guy going forward and, and Ty Montgomery might slide into that third down role. I mean, are you big on Aaron Jones? Is he the truth or what? Oh yeah. This kid's legit. I mean, um, he, I, we talked about him briefly last week because of Montgomery's injury coming out of UTEP and he, uh, a lot of people were on to Jamal Williams. <laughs> they were thoroughly disappointed because he didn't do anything. Uh, but Jones, I started him actually in two leagues, uh, and I was very happy with his production. I mean, he went for 5.4 yards per carry. That's impressive. Um, 53 of 60 snaps. I mean, 
you know, 19 rushes for 125 yards and one touchdown. That is an incredible day. Um, now, um, will he do that again? Maybe. I mean, they're playing the Vikings this week. Um, will if if Montgomery plays, I like him less. He's more of a GPP if he doesn't play. Uh, if he does, if Montgomery does play, I I don't know if I would start him just because I don't know how it's going to play out. But they will both get uh, plenty of touches uh, if if they both play. Um, and if not, he'll be the bell cow uh, again. Um, but at the same time, he's going to be more of a running back, and Montgomery's going to be more of that catching catching back. Uh, Montgomery's days of 90 plus percentage snaps um, as a, as the running back are over. Uh, this kid is legit, and I don't think they'll sit him. Or they sh- if they do, it'd be unfortunate. Yeah, I don't think they should sit him. He looked he looked really really good. You think they would just, you know, a guy that this that untold rule that a guy's not supposed to lose his job while injured, but uh, I don't see how they can not afford, you know, how they can keep Jones out of their lineup. Uh, let's move on to Bilal Powell, guys, who was um, projected to do really well last week but ended up getting that calf injury. He killed me in DFS last weekend. He's not practicing, uh, obviously trending in the wrong, wrong direction, Dr. Preck. What's your thoughts on Bilal Powell and that calf injury? Well, you know, calf injuries hit a bunch of running backs last week between Powell, West, and Darkwa. They all had calf injuries, and the problem with these calf injuries, just like your hamstrings, is with fatigue, dehydration, and overexertion, these things flare up. So in general, we're looking at two to four weeks for these guys to come back, all three of them, after these calf injuries and strains. Yeah, I just want to real quickly hit on some of these because they are all all the three of the next running backs that have the calf injury, Powell, Terrence West, and Darkwa. Uh, for Bilal Powell, look for Elijah McGuire. Uh, to really get, oh, yeah. carry the load there for the Jets. Forte is limited. He could be back in action. Uh, Terrence West, mm-hmm. the Ravens, uh, he's also not practicing. So Alex Collins and Buck Allen will continue to share the load there. Buck Allen did get the goal line touches last week. This is the one I really want to talk about, Jesse. And we know that Orleans Darkwa went down with that calf injury as well. What's your thoughts on Wayne Gallman? He could be uh, the guy this weekend. And he's looked really good. I picked him up in a bunch of leagues, not because he runs the ball really well. He's getting yards and big chunks and also catches the ball out of the backfield. What's your thoughts on Gallman? So I like him. I think he's got potential, but the problem is I don't want anything to do with the Giants offense. So <laughs> um, point. they're, I mean, great point. They, they know they can't throw the ball because there's no one to throw it to. You can hit Engram a little bit over across the middle or, you know, or up the up the uh, sideline, but and then they can't run the ball. Darko looked pretty good before he got injured again. Yeah, um, he did. You know, so I don't. I I he has potential, but I don't. I don't. I won't start him because I don't have faith in him with the rest of the offense functioning the way it's functioning, especially against a really good Denver defense. So um, it's unfortunate that several guys went out. I I like McGuire actually much more this week. Uh, 29th, my Patriots are 29th in yards per carry, 28th in run defense by uh, pro football focus, uh, much better play than Gallman. Uh, But um, especially if Forte and Powell are both out. Uh, Wait on Gallman, hold on to him for a couple weeks until uh, that uh, backfield and uh, offense for the Giants uh, shakes out. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. The Giants do look pretty bad. I do think Evan Ingram has certainly been 
establishing himself there. And like you said, there's really not a whole lot of other options. Maybe he has a big day. Let's talk next, guys, about Rob Kelly, who has that ankle injury. Now, he's a long shot to play were the reports today. Uh, Dr. Preck, this goes in line. This shouldn't. This isn't surprising at all at the, with the timetables that are associated with the ankle injuries, right? No. In fact, I think I, this is playing out more like a, a, a moderate ankle sprain, so two to four weeks for him to return to play. He injured October 3rd. He's a long shot to play, which means that he's probably not doing so much or so well in practice. Um, so for me, uh, he's not going to be playing this week and look for him maybe next week. Yeah, now, Jesse, this really opens the door for Zamaje Perrine to get the early down work. But Chris Thompson, you got you to gotta love this weekend for the Redskins. Are you high on either one of those two? Um, I don't have any faith in Perrine yet. Uh, they're facing the, uh, the 49ers, and I think that um, Thompson makes a, an RB3 flex guy. Um, he's not much of a runner. He's more of that catching down back, but he's very good at what he does there. Um, I don't think Kelly plays. Uh, this is his second injury in, in so many weeks. Um, uh, Perrine, uh, I'm, I wouldn't touch him unless, uh, I mean, the, the, good, the, the thing is the, the, the 49ers are awful against the run. Uh, so you have that going for him. I just, I don't really have any faith in him. He's, yeah. Really cheap on uh, DraftKings 4400, but I just I don't I like Thompson much more. I think he has a much more upside, um, you know, uh, up to maybe 18 or 19, 20 points on DraftKings um, if uh, if he if he catches balls out of the backfield. And I think Reed actually is a very good option this week as opposed to Crowder um, or Pryor who haven't really been able to do anything. Yeah, that's interesting. I think. I think you're right, though. I think that uh, Chris Thompson is certainly the the play that I'm most interested in this weekend. Now, I'm just going to briefly hit on guys. We're going to move on to tight ends, and I'm going to briefly hit on uh, Travis Kelsey, who suffered that concussion. <clears throat> Excuse me, and is now in the concussion protocol. Dr. Preckin, as we as we know, there's really no way to predict uh, when he'll clear the protocol and be able to suit up. Uh, is there anything different about this concussion, or are we He's just as questionable going into this weekend. No, and I'm not even looking at him playing this weekend. He still hasn't practiced. He's not cleared for that. So for to go from being cleared to practice and being available game time in three days is pretty tough to do. So I, I, I'm guessing that he will not be available. Right. Okay. I'm going to uh, just move on, guys, to Charles Clay, who this was this was really interesting. He was diagnosed with an MCL strain, and then – we heard that he had his knee scope, Dr. Preck, and it's going to be out multiple weeks. What's your what's your yeah. thoughts on this? So, you know, when you look at the video, he had the MCL strain. That was pretty obvious. But oftentimes the MCL injury can be associated with a tear of the meniscus, which is a cartilage disc inside the knee. And that's what he had. So in surgery, they went in, they cleaned out that, that cartilage disc. Four to six weeks is usually the timeline to come back to play. Some guys do it in two, but it's typically four to six. Yeah, that's brutal. Charles Charles Clay was quietly one of the most productive tight ends in the game. How do you see this impacting the Bills, Jesse? Yeah, this burned me. Um, I had him in a bunch of leagues last week. He had a great matchup, and he just unfortunately went down pretty early. Um, the 
the meniscus scares me less so than the actual MCL, which can be a little challenging to come back from depending on the severity of the um, uh, of the sprain. But uh, if it's just a grade one, he may be only two weeks. If it's grade two, he may be out four to maybe six weeks until he can really get uh, his legs underneath him. Jordan Matthews uh, with that thumb injury who I like for a, a nice sleeper towards the end of the year. But, I mean, we're we're running out of options. McCoy is, is a good sneaky option. Um, uh, and then uh, Zay Jones kind of is what he is. Andre uh, mm-hmm. Holmes may be a decent option. Um, but uh, I don't – Nick O'Leary is, is, is Clay's backup. I don't, I don't think there's anything to see there. But I don't really know where where this offense is going to go right now. It may all fall on Shady McCoy, um, and, and kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah, I I tend to agree with you. Uh, this next player, guys, is very interesting to me, and that is Tyler Eifert. There was breaking news today, Doctor Breck, that Eifert is is chosen to get his third back surgery. Can you give our listeners some insight into what he's looking at and what he's facing and, and what exactly or what are your thoughts on what the surgery is for him? Yeah, this is not good. I mean, listen, when we hear back injuries and we hear multiple surgeries, uh, it is not good, no, no matter if you're an NFL player or a golfer or a baseball player. Uh, this is dealing with a herniated disc, and he's going to have the disc taken off of the nerves to help to get some of that nerve pain to quiet down that typically is going to be anywhere from a four to six month return to play. But the bigger issue is that it can easily recur. And if it happens again, you know, the more often this happens, the more likely you head to a fusion and then that would knock you out for an entire season. So um, I am not looking uh, hopeful for him. Obviously this season he's done, but even for next season, I'd be very cautious with him. Yeah, this is, it's such a shame. Tyler Eifert, Tremendously talented when he's on the field, and of course that's always been the struggle with Eifert. Jesse, I want to say a player, and I know you've been you've been kind of banging on the 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 alarm for Tyler Croft for some time. What now, Tyler Croft? His trajectory has got to be going straight up, right? Yeah, I'm disappointed in Eifert. I mean, I saw that news pop up on my phone, and I have him in I think every league. I drafted him. Oh. Pretty much every, I, I had him as like the sixth tight end this year, and then he didn't right. do anything. You just know he's going to get. <laughs> so right, I mean, uh, he he went four for five for thirty yards. So it's not ideal, but not you know uh, awful. Um, I have a huge step back from the six for sixty eight and two touchdowns, obviously, which right. is way over his sure. head. Um, uh, he's kind of the number two option for Crofted for um, uh, Dalton behind AJ Green, who went bananas last week. Um, and then sure. Nixon's going to start stepping up. Um, LaFell, I'd like for him to show up sometime, but he hasn't really oh, yet. I know it. Boyd's been banged up with the knee. Um, so, I mean, I think Croft will have to be relevant. Um, he's lower down in my uh, tight, tight end rankings um, just because I, I need him to kind of be more reliable before um, before he shows up, yeah. before he does anything. Yeah, and of course they have the bye week this week, so we'll yeah. look to Tyler Croft in week seven, perhaps. We have one more player, guys, and real quickly, Dr. Preck, I want you to hit on maybe one of the, the biggest players in the game, both on and off the field, and that's J.J. Watt, who suffered that tibial plateau fracture. What the heck is that, first of all, and what's what kind of recovery is he looking at real quick? 
Yeah, so real quick, uh, the tibial plateau is the top part of his shin bone that sits in the knee. He broke that. It ended up being shifted enough that he ended up uh, having surgery. If you watch the video, it is very painful. And you saw J.J. Watt almost to tears. <clears throat> so he had plates and screws put in there, and he is going to probably be off of this foot from walking on it for at least eight to ten weeks, and then it's a lot of rehab to work on motion strength. And so this, uh, he should be okay next year, but this is something that over the course of his career, however long he may have, will develop into arthritis and will affect his knee more and more as his career goes on. Now, who knows how long he has because J.J. Watt every season has had some kind of injury that has knocked him out over the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. And you hate to see it, especially a player like J.J. Watt. He just brings so much to the game. So right. we, uh, all of us at the Fantasy Doctors wish him a speedy recovery, and hopefully we see him on the back on the field uh, sometime soon. Uh, that does it for our injured player, guys. Real quick, Jesse, I want you to run down a few of the top FDX plays of the week. Of course, FDX is our projection at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics that uses, uses multivariable regression modeling. Can you give us just a few names that you're looking to that you think are going to be good plays in the DFS game this weekend? Sure. Um, so uh, we'll start with quarterback. Uh, love Brady versus the Jets. Um, despite him not practicing, he's got a little bit banged up with his non-throwing shoulder. Actually, when he suffered the previous week, not this past week at the Bucks game, which I was at, which was insane, um, he uh, he's taking way too many hits. Uh, he, he he needs to try to get the ball back off even sooner. But I like him. He's number number one quarterback for me. Um, Breeze is up there at home. Uh, Watson, the kid's been incredible. He's my oh, number uh, three. Rogers has been has been just good old reliable. Rogers. He's my number four, but he could easily be number one this week. Kirk Cousins is up there. Palmer, I like this week against the Bucks at home in Arizona. Carson Wentz uh, is Bristol, interesting this been, weekend. Yeah, that, and I wish I predicted him last week. He, uh, I know. He, he did a lot more than I thought he would have. I bring him up just because not only are we high on him on FDX, but under our projected value scores, which is the FDVX, he is the number one ranked quarterback. And what that means is we calculate their FDX against their DraftKings salaries to determine value. So our algorithms determine that Carson Wentz carries a lot of value uh, for the game tomorrow. Go ahead, Jesse. Yeah, and then um, um, the, uh, I think the last guy I'll comment on is Brissett, who is playing at Tennessee. Cheap value, 5,800, 30th ranked, facing the 30th ranked passing defense. Um, so he and he's been good connection with uh, Hilton. So uh, feel free to, yeah. to lock and load him. Um, as far as running backs, uh, top Real is quick, uh, give me a couple names who, the rest of the way. Uh, Le'Veon, Gurley, Hunt, Fournette, Devonta, C.J. Uh, Anderson. Those are my top guys okay. for, about receivers? Uh, for the week. Uh, receivers, I have um, uh, Jordy, if he plays. Diggs, I'm a little uh, – uh, Hogan, Cooks, um, Thomas, and um, maybe Ginn. He may be a sneaky one this week. Uh, and Hilton. Yeah, I agree. And what about some tight ends, Jesse? Ertz, always rock and roll. Um, 
and then uh, Jenkins, uh, Safari Jenkins has looked bad. Um, you know, this week's yeah. kind of weird for tight ends. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I actually like I have Gronk as number one. If he, he should play with his thigh injury, not a big deal. Uh, Jordan Reed, uh, Ertz, yes. uh, Delaney Walker, and then Brake and, and Ingram. Yeah, Ingram and you, and Those are my top three. Yeah, you bring up Gronk, and I want to remind our listeners that, yeah, these algorithms – are updated constantly throughout the day. So it's important to check back because as Gronk's uh, injury status and practice status is improved, and if he looks like he's going to play this week, and then he'll in all likelihood land in our t- somewhere in our top 10 for tight ends. Okay, Jesse, thanks a lot. I just want to remind our listeners that we extended at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics, we extended our promotion that we were having as six weeks free. We've extended that to eight weeks free access at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics. I encourage you to go over there. It's 100% data-driven. There's no suggestive bias, no so-called experts. We crunch the data, and this is what you get. And we just launched our two new features, our head-to-head projections feature, which will give you each game and each matchup and the corresponding FDX scores and projections. And also one that I really like is our projected value scores, or FDVX, which is what I discussed a minute ago where we calculate a player's FDX against their DraftKings salary. So really cool stuff. you got two more weeks of free access. I, I uh, encourage you to go check that out. You can follow Dr. Preck on Twitter at MD, and you can also follow Dr. Jesse Morse at Twitter at Dr. Jesse Morse. This is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>